This is the author. 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 Penguin Random House Audio presents. This is the author. This is the author. This is the author. Writing a book is hard. Narrating your audio book is, well, we'll let the author tell you about it. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Sarah Santillas. It took me ten years to write "Draw Your Weapons." I wrote it after seeing two photographs. The first photograph I saw was a picture of a man, and he was holding a violin. And I read the newspaper story about him, and it turned out he was a conscientious objector during World War II, who'd protested the internment of Japanese Americans and was put in prison. While he was there, he built a violin. And the newspaper story I read about him was about his grandson completing that violin and giving it to him on his birthday. And kind of everything in my body said, "You have to write about this person." The second photograph is one of the torture photographs from the Abu Ghraib scandal when those photographs were made public. And when I was teaching in California, one of my students had been stationed at Abu Ghraib prison, and he told me about his experience there. So these two men, one named Howard, that's the conscientious objector, and the other named Miles, who was the soldier. They're both artists. Howard made a violin, and Miles makes painting. And I kind of use their lives to think through how images work and what our responsibilities are when we encounter images of violence. Narrating my audiobook was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I actually kind of loved it. It felt like the opportunity to touch each one of the words in this book that took me ten years to write before they get sent out into the world. And it was fun to imagine somebody listening to them. It has、um, a more intimate feel than I expected, and also the team on this book, Sarah Jaffe and Tyler Whitlatch, were really incredible and supportive, and they made it feel really easy. It turns out I don't know how to pronounce a lot of words. <laughs> I had a lot of、um, names of theorists in my book, a lot of German words. Some English words. It turns out I'm not very good at saying. I felt really self-conscious saying some of the French words, but the word that always gives me the most trouble is my own name. I get freaked out whenever I say it. I don't know why. I have to practice it. I think I'm most excited about, and I don't think excited is the right word. I think I'm most proud of the moments where I let myself get emotional. I was really surprised by the passages in the text that moved me. It almost felt like reliving the ten years that this book took to write, and I felt really close to my grandfather, who shows up in the book, and to Howard and to Miles. And I'll be curious about how readers experience those moments. I have two dream narrators. If I wasn't going to make my own audio book, the first would be Michelle Obama. And I would hope I would get to sit with her in the studio and be friends with her. <laughs>、um, the second dream narrator I would have would be Susan Sontag. I'd really love to know what she thinks of this book, and I wish she were still here for us to have as a resource to think about the kinds of violent images and violence we're being confronted with now. Being read to as a kid was. Probably my favorite experience of all times. Reading is pretty much my favorite activity, so I always sound like a huge dork when people ask, "What do you like to do?" I just say, "Read." 
But I think the experience of reading aloud that stays with me is I used to teach elementary school in Compton, California, and I would read out loud to my students every day. I taught first grade and then I taught second grade. And sometimes I'd end up choosing a book that I had read as a child that maybe I hadn't looked at for 20 years, hadn't heard or thought about. And in the middle of reading, they would be so emotional to me. The books meant something completely different than I remember them meaning when I was a child. I think there's something really magic about the way a book can move you when you're four, and then it can move you when you're 24 or 34 or 44 or 94 in a different way. I love that about sharing books with people who I love. My advice to the next author to narrate their audiobook would be to listen carefully to Sarah and Tyler and do whatever they tell you, to realize you're going to sound pretty weird for the first like 25 minutes of your book, but they'll give you another chance to come back through it, and to really take this as an opportunity to be intimate with your own creation and with the listeners who will get to hear it as an audiobook. I just finished listening to Shit Town, which is, I think, one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to, and I think it captures what makes audiobooks such a great medium, because that kind of storytelling is so intimate, and there's something about hearing a voice come through your ears, like close to your head, that is so fitting for the kind of story that was being told. You get the opportunity to see one human life in slow motion which shines a light on all of us and how beautiful and complicated and frightening and frightened each of us is. I'm really excited to listen to Lincoln and the Bardo, George Saunders' new novel. I've heard great things about that audiobook, and I think my editor, Andy Ward, makes an appearance, so I'd like to listen for his voice, too. Tune in next time to hear what happens when another author is in the studio. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.